Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Matt Carroll, contributor for Reviewing the Brew and co-host of the Cold Brew podcast. Follow him on Twitter at mkemat 13 uh, We got some brewers to talk about, Matt. Uh, first of all, how's it going, man? I'm I'm doing well, thanks. And by the way, I normally listen to the show in the car on the radio while I'm driving. Um, but listening to the draft mockery theme and the Scrub a Dub song via headphones on the Odyssey app is a whole new level. <laughs> We're sorry, we had to li- you had to listen to that. <laughs> it, a new level is a, is a great way to describe it. Quote, yeah, quote a new level. <laughs> it's uh, it's the mastery of Tim Shea. I mean, he's. Man, I, the first time I heard that song, I I responded back to to Bart and I said that should be on iTunes. <laughs> I take it as a ringtone, right? Absolutely. All right, Matt. So we we have the joy today of being able to review a Brewers game that has happened today. We you know not not often usually with the night games that we can do this, but we have a whole series that basically unfolded in less than 24 hours. And man, did it go well. It's two wins for the Brewers on the road against a good team. I know it's June, but man, that's about as good as that two-game series could have gone, right? Yeah, I, I certainly have no complaints. I mean, they were able to hit homers in a stadium like Tropicana that generally is not favorable to hitters. Uh, the Rays generally put up a good fight when it comes to pitching. Uh, so to score five runs apiece in both of those games, uh, definitely a positive. And you're starting to see now a, a little bit of a trend of the offense waking back up. They've scored four runs or more in each of the last seven games, 12 of the last 14, I believe. And, of course, that coincided when some of these guys who were on the I.L., started getting healthy, started getting back into the swing of things, and now you see things start to go their way a little bit. So now you head off to Pittsburgh where they swept the series earlier this year and hope to keep that rolling. But, yeah, great last 24 or so hours for sure. Luis Urias uh, had a huge series in Tampa, and honestly, I think if you'd said to me a month ago, hey, it's going to be fine with these right-handed bats, Luis Urias and Andrew McCutcheon in the middle of the order, I would have thought, oh, man, that doesn't sound good at all. But uh, Urias has been tremendous, and and it leads me to think, we made a great defensive play too, like we have talked about the Brewers having a need at third base, but is Urias going to make us eat our words? Is he just the third baseman of the future once the full lineup is back and healthy? I think he will be for the immediate future, for sure. I I always go back and forth on him because, you know, I I think a lot of us look at him and you don't think of him as that prototypical third baseman who should normally be a, you know, a big bashing sort of guy. 
well, he, he certainly bashes for the Brewers to two, two run homers in each of the last two games. It's nice, been nice to see him be like one of those aforementioned players who, you know, he didn't hit the injured list, but he did have that thumb injury. And it felt like once he was back playing in games, he was a little bit slow to kind of pick things back up again, but he has looked good lately. And having him do that lets you focus on maybe some other areas of the field when it comes to adding some offense. Maybe you want to add out in center field. I know that's what everyone thinks first. Right now you're rolling with Tyrone Taylor and Jonathan Davis, who had an amazing catch earlier today, by the way. Could not believe he came back in the game uh, for as little as he did. But I think that's a very obvious spot that you want to upgrade. Maybe you want to add to the bullpen as well. Um, maybe you want to add a little bit to the, you know, to the bench. But by having Urias do what he does, and if he continues to do that consistently, yeah, it would be really nice to be able to just focus some of those resources, the little bit that the Brewers have, because we know they're not going to break the bank, focus those resources elsewhere in the lineup, elsewhere on the field. Um, hopefully he keeps doing it. And I, I'd love to eat my words because it was it was looking a little grim there for a little bit, like they were going to maybe have to address that position as well. Yeah. So Matt Carroll, contributor for Reviewing the Brew and co-host of the Cold Brew podcast, joining us here. Uh, Matt, the, the so we've talked about bats for the middle of the order and, and positions and that sort of thing, but it's the bat at the top of the order that intrigues me more day by day. Christian Yelich uh, has been – I think rightfully so, the subject of – it's not criticism, it's wondering. It's wondering where the Christian Yelich of a few years ago has gone. And I, I, I mean, I'm done being able to answer that question. I don't know the answer. But what I do know is it appears that there's a reinvention taking place. And I want to get your thoughts on Yelich as a leadoff hitter, drawing walks, acting more like a leadoff hitter. Do you see this as something that could happen for the rest of the year, or is this a case of reset – get on base, don't worry about power, and eventually maybe parts of the old Yelich return later in the season? I think I, I would. I think we all hope that that will end up happening, but the move to put him at leadoff was, it was a little bit of a fit and a little bit of necessity because Colton Wong, uh, that game right before Yelich ended up in the leadoff spot, Colton Wong went down due to injury. And so you put Yelich there, and he's excelled. He started off with an eight-game hitting streak in the leadoff position, stretched it to nine games overall. He's in the middle of an eight-game hit, hitting streak now. As we speak, he just stretched it to eight today. He's getting hits. He's getting on base. He's scoring runs. He's a prototypical hitter for that when he's not producing runs because he's an insanely smart base runner, He's and he's Super fast. He hasn't been caught on the base pass uh, try, attempting to steal yet. So it, it definitely works for him right now. And I think as long as he's successful in it, you have to leave him there. I was actually really glad to see when Colton Wong came back that they didn't take Yelich out of that position. And why would you if he's producing? But I don't know either whether he returns to those old ways. If he does, of course, drop him back down to the three-hole and let him drive runs in. But if that's not what what's happening and where he is now is helping the Brewers win games, ride it out as long as you can. Ride it out longer than this season if you have to, as long as he is being productive in that spot. Certainly been good over this last week plus. And 
then there's the the factor of trades and the trade deadline that's coming up, and and we've we touched on this a little bit that center field could be a, a position of need. But one of the good things about and there's many many good things about reviewing the brew is that you guys you know you talk game reviews and that sort of thing, but you've got your finger on the pulse when you talk about prospects, when you talk about trades, potential things like that. How do you see this trade uh, deadline time? going for the Brewers. Another, I guess my, my question's in two parts. Do you see them targeting anything specific, and how do they get there? Do they trade prospects? Do they trade pitchers at the big league level? How do they get there? I, I definitely think it would be more the prospect level that they're going to go. Um, it, it's hard trading anyone from the big league team without sacrificing some depth, with the one exception being starting pitching, but at that point, I think you look at those, a lot of those guys as guys who could contribute for you in the future, especially if you're not able to lock down players like Corbin Burns, like a Brandon Woodruff to any long-term extensions, you're going to need a guy like a Lauer, a guy like a Hauser in the future, possibly in that case. So I think when it comes to the trade deadline, you're looking prospects. And for me, I don't really think any prospect is off the table or quote unquote untouchable. I think you'd, even the guys who are the most impressive right now, your you know your Bryce Terang, your Ethan Small, your Jackson Torrio, your Joey Weimer, uh, some of the best guys the Brewers have there. If there's the right fit with another team, Stearns probably still ends up pulling the trigger. Now you've got to get something really nice in return if that's going to be the case. Um, but I think the prospects that the Brewers are willing to give up really depend more on the fit with the other team. If you've Id- identified a guy that another team is willing to give up based on their contract status, based on their fit with you, whatever that may be, it really depends on what they need. And you can, you'd like to say that some of those outfield prospects are untouchable, but they've got a ton of depth there. You give one up, you've still got a lot of guys left in the pipeline. Same with starting pitcher. You look at an Ethan Small, they've got riches when it comes to starting pitching. You look farther down, you've got a guy like Antoine Kelly down uh, in high A, Wisconsin, who's doing amazing right now, um, he could end up you know, being a contributor in a couple of years. So I think everything's on the table at this point, depending on the price of the other team. And so we'll really see what happens. There's so many factors that go into making the right deal. A, a lot could really happen. Matt Carroll from Reviewing the Brew, co-host of the Cold Brew podcast, joining us, talking a little Brewers baseball. An exciting time and, and an interesting little pivot now for the Brewers because they just finished this stretch where, look, any series against the Cardinals gets the blood pumping. That's that's an adrenaline situation. The Blue Jays are a very talented team, especially on offense. That Man, I wouldn't want to play in the AL East, I can tell you that. Uh, and then you get the Rays on top of it for this super fast two-game series. So that's all done. And now the Brewers go to Pittsburgh. And, and look, I, you know, Major leaguers are major leaguers, but this is like going a notch down in the batting pr- in the uh, in the pitching machine on BP. You know, you went from you're going to go from 90 down to 80. Uh, sometimes that doesn't work out so well for a team like this. Do you do you foresee any potential issues having played a week and a half of very big games now, followed by uh, four games against a team that's already basically out of it? Um, I don't, and it's because we have the pleasure of watching one of the best managers in all of baseball in Craig Council. You know, this is a guy who's had to navigate exactly these types of situations for, you know, ever since 20. 20- 
2015, and he has done it by getting the Brewers to the last four uh, postseasons. So he is no stranger to anything like this. You you always you know expect the possibility of a little bit of a letdown of looking ahead to maybe once uh, they get to some of those tougher teams in the Twins and Giants um, a little bit further down the road. But again, Council is no stranger to this. He will have these guys prepared. And hopefully they keep rolling. Uh, Even if it's not a full-on sweep, you take two out of three, and you're looking really good heading into July. And then heading into a series with the Cubs, which hopefully um, they can pile up some wins there as well. Matt, fantastic insights. Really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, giving us your time and talking some brewers today. Absolutely, anytime, and good to hear you on the uh, station this week. Yeah, thanks, man. This is this has been a lot of fun. Matt Carroll, contributor for Reviewing the Brew and co-host of the Cold Brew Podcast. Follow him on Twitter at mkematt13. By the way, he joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan, has you feeling anxious, breathing like Great Midwest Bank, help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.